0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's City Lines. Canada eases up on California lettuce. Water markets need more work for SGMA and Dems' advanced tax package. Canada to allow more California romaine lettuce. Canada's Food Inspection Agency will now accept two forms of testing for importing romaine lettuce from Central Coast counties. Last year, the agency began accepting only romaine that had undergone testing after being harvested and packaged for sale. The new temporary import requirement allows for pre-harvest testing as well. The counties involved include Santa Cruz, Santa Clara, San Benito, and Monterey. Tim York, CEO of the California Leafy Greens Marketing Agreement, explained that pre-harvest testing is more efficient, less costly, and provides more assurance. We want to emphasize the Canadian government has long recognized the effort of lettuce farmers under the LGMA to ensure safety, said York. Representative Jimmy Panetta of Carmel Valley cheered the news as well. Last year, Canada's food safety testing procedures were announced and implemented tumultuously, resulting in the loss of safe, healthy product from the Salinas Valley, said Panetta. He has been working with the U.S. Trade Representative, USDA, FDA, and LGMA to develop a stronger, more efficient system. Water banking and trading can help SGMA, but reforms are needed. In a new report, researchers at the Public Policy Institute of California look at how water markets can play a larger role in helping water users adapt to the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. The design of a water market is critical for supporting low-cost trading and groundwater banking while protecting drinking water they find. A range of roadblocks, however, is currently hampering the effectiveness of markets. Yet swift action now to establish allocations, minimize collateral impacts, and refine regulations can build resiliency sooner. Farmers will need to adapt as groundwater becomes scarcer, especially during drought. The researchers write in a blog post, trading can help facilitate this adaptation. Livestock allowed to continue at Point Reyes. After a three-year review, the National Park Service has issued a decision to allow ranchers and dairy farms to continue operating at Point Reyes National Seashore. The plant extends 20-year leases to more than 20 dairy and ranching families, which use about 18,000 acres, according to GreenWire. The Public Lands Council and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association applauded the service decision, which rejected a proposal from environmental groups to push out all agriculture. Republicans still wary on stepped-up basis. House Democrats have moved their $3.5 trillion Build Back Better plan one step closer to the House floor, but the legislation is still a work in progress. The Ways and Means Committee yesterday advanced a portion of the package that includes green energy incentives and changes in tax policy. But some committee Democrats are still pushing for changes to the tax provisions, including an increase in the cap on state and local tax deductions. And some senators also aren't happy with the committee's product. A senior Republican on Ways and Means, Adrian Smith of Nebraska, said he's concerned that a proposal to tax capital gains at death could be added to the legislation later, nullifying the benefit of stepped-up basis. Even though that's not in the legislation now, I fear that's just temporary, Smith said. Several Ag District Democrats, including Senior Ways and Means member Mike Thompson of California and House Ag Chairman David Scott, were key in keeping a stepped-up basis provision out of the legislation, noted Representative Jody Arrington of Texas. We need people in the Democratic caucus who understand these things and support them, Arrington said. By the way... Democrats defeated a Smith Amendment that sought to protect the existing estate tax exemption. The legislation would cut the exemption from $11.7 million to $5 million while increasing a special use valuation that could offset the impact of reducing the exemption. And by the numbers, well, the committee debated the measure for 40 hours and considered 66 amendments over the course of four days. That according to Chairman Richard Neal, a Massachusetts Democrat. Revise but preserve milk pricing system, producers say. Some dairy producers and farmer cooperative used a Senate hearing yesterday to call for changes to the federal milk pricing system, while an independent processor said the system should be disbanded. The system has come under increased scrutiny as the result of the COVID-19 pandemic, increased butter production, and a surge of cheese purchasing driven by the Trump administration's food box program. Those market impacts combined with a change to the pricing formula made by the 2018 Farm Bill to create sharp disparities in pricing for different uses of milk. You can read our full report. At agripulse.com. USFWS Reconsidering Gray Wolves Fish and Wildlife Service will conduct a comprehensive review of gray wolves in the western U.S. to determine whether they should be listed as threatened or endangered. The agency says Petition Seeking Federal Protection for the Species Presented Substantial credible information indicating that a listing action may be warranted. For example, the agency said that regulations in Idaho and Montana, which have both instituted hunting programs for the wolf, may be inadequate to protect the species. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Public Lands Council, representing ranchers that use federal lands, said they were confident FWS would find the wolf does not need federal protection. U.S. complete's first long-grain rice sale to China. Arkansas-based Ralston Family Farms has completed the first commercial sale of long-grain rice to Chinese buyers, that according to the USA Rice Federation. The relatively small nine-metric-ton ship had arrived in China in July. Archer Daniels Midland made the first commercial rice sale to China last year, sending 20-metric-tons of medium-grain rice the two sales are the first since China effectively lifted its ban on U.S. rice by signing a final sanitary protocol in 2017. Here's today's He Said It. We just got out of a fight and were walking to our car and someone just sucker punched us in the back of the head. That Raul Beraza, General Manager of the Arvin Community Services District. Garazzo was describing to the California Water Commission how Central Valley communities have battled one drought after another. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.